Oh, Gretchen, I think this episode will be a Bridgerton too far. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the British accent was bad enough, and then you make a dad joke. <laughs> I already face-palmed myself. Yeah, well-deserved, well-deserved. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Richard. Welcome to Daily Chit Chat. Join us every weekday as we talk about what's streaming, what we're loving, where we're going, and maybe some obscure references. Let's, Let's chit chat. That's it, that joke has been in my head ever since watching the first episode of this Netflix series. Yeah, and it's a hot show. It's a hot show in the sense that everybody's talking about it, and it's a hot show in the sense that. If you don't want to acknowledge the existence of sex with anyone in your life, like, you know, a parent, a coworker, a child, don't watch the show with anybody else because yeah. it's a steamy. It's hot. It's heavy. It's unbridled. It's trying to be bridled. It's all those things. Yeah, somebody wants to be unbridled. Somebody really wants to be bridled. Okay, okay. So Bridgerton, it yeah, just came out on Christmas Day Christmas or the day, day after. I think. Okay, yeah, on Netflix in our year of 2020, and everybody was all a buzz because number one, it's a Shondaland production, but Shonda Rhimes did not write it or direct it. She is a producer and she had her production company take over the reins, but it's um, based on a series of British is the writer British or she's an American and she said it in England that I don't know, but they're romance novels essentially. Oh, that I don't know either. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they're set during the Regency era which for anybody that's uh, not me, just think Jane Austen times. I lost you there for a minute, but did you say it was 1913? No, mm. not even not even close. Not 1913 at all. There's no electricity in reality in the Regency era. I you're off by about a hundred years, my friend. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm off. Did you watch this entire show and you thought it was 1913? You're like, why don't they just take a car? Where are their Model Ts? Why is everybody walking and riding horses places? Yeah, I was confused. Why Why aren't they participating in World War One? What's up with all of these <laughs> lazy, rich guys? Yeah, I was getting confused, apparently. Oh, my goodness. Richard. Oh, no, I, I just goofed. It's early 1800s, so it's called the Regency era, but most people know it from Jane Austen books or her books Very that Jane have Austen, been yeah. adapted into movies. Well, that's the era. That's that's the era I'm talking about. Okay. She didn't, in, she didn't invent it. That's just when she lived. She lived in the Regency era. You're right. Mm-hmm. Did you just fact check me on the sly? No, I was trying to think. I was trying to get a year, and all it told me was Regency era. 
But your phone was like below the screen. Sometimes when you're searching on your phone, it's very obvious. Like it's right in frame. And I'm like, okay, Richard's looking up something. That's great. We'll get some some <laughs> facts sent our way. Um, but you, you were like being sly. Like you wanted, you're like, are you sure this didn't happen during World War One? Are you positive? Um, something you should know about me is um my history on watching television and movies, I call this era, not the Regency era, I call it long, long time ago era. And so if a movie is taking place during long, long time ago, I do have trouble with it because I'm not good at history and some historical dramas are not my favorite, but even like fantasy, like fake history took me a while to get into like game of thrones i call that long long time ago too even though it's fake it's still you know no cars no not not a single luxury but uh, i had to watch the i would i would love to see you go to pennsylvania dutch country and then you're like convinced that the the doctor threw you in the tardis and now you are living 200 years ago That'd be brilliant. But in reality, you're just you're just in a small part of Pennsylvania. Right? Well, it would fool me. You can fool me. <laughs> but yeah, it takes mm -hmm. me a long time to get into those shows. So But you saying that like uh fantasy or reality, like this is a show that's like I'm gonna say 80% based in history but there's a lot of liberties taken in terms of uh like they basically i understand why you got a little confused because they kind of like fake there being electricity and they give this really throwaway answer for it and this is like in the in the trailer for the show i can't even remember if it happened in episode one but somebody's having like this lovely outdoor garden party and uh, in the past five years or so, it's become very popular to have those patio lights that look like old timey light bulbs and you see them at, yep. at brew pubs or you can buy them at Costco and put them up at your own patio. And so they essentially come up with like a fake explanation of how they were able to have these outdoor uh, patio lights in roughly right. roughly the year, you know, 1813. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe also I did a little research too of this um, blind casting or race bending casting, as it's called on certain articles I've been reading about, where it's very much in the the style of maybe a Hamilton musical where it doesn't matter if George Washington was this white older gentleman at the time and by older what 30 40 i know they died earlier back then mm -hmm. but george washington was some white guy running the show he can be african-american in the musical hamilton i saw a version of hamilton where he was an asian-american it just you know that that race bending or blind casting is starting to become something that's kind of nice for representation. It's nice for people that have been given the excuse for years and years. You 
person of color or you person who doesn't match this character can't play this character because in history they were this way or that way. So now we're getting into a generation where it's becoming more accepted. And the I would say the only controversy of the matter would be um, usually in these long, long time ago um, portrayals, they have to kind of not mention slavery or they don't want to like harp on the horrible history of slavery if they're trying to tell a different story. And so that could get a little murky, whether they're doing this historical fiction or historical story that's focusing one way and not on the full story. But for representation, I think it's a good thing. It's interesting you bring that up because they they don't really talk about it explicitly but there is a line so yeah the the we have Daphne Bridgerton she is from the Bridgerton family they are upper class so connected that like they get to go to um you know like the debutante the coming out ceremony that they have for british young ladies where you uh, which they even like show this in the crown. I think they still do it to this day where it's like, if you're a member of this like upper echelon of British society and you are a, you know, a young lady of turning 16 or 17 or 18 or whatever the age is, then you go by yourself, walk down the aisle and stand in front of the queen and you bow. And she like acknowledges that you're entering proper British society. And that's the first episode. So you have the Bridgerton family and it's focusing on Daphne, who's the oldest daughter. And she's so excited that like, finally, you know, she's going to get to join proper British society in this way. And so the queen of England, Queen Charlotte is played by a black actress and then um, Daphne's main kind of like romantic interest is played by a black actor. And then you see a bunch of other people in in their society, in their culture that, you know, were not being represented that way historically at the time. But like you said, it's great that we're able to just like say, you know what, a good actor is a good actor and we're going to include whoever's the best actor but there are a couple of lines they're small lines that are said later in the series and then they don't really follow up with it furthermore so there's this line Hmm. that talks about how before queen charlotte was the queen the king saw her and was like instantly enamored and it gave me this sense that in like this alternate version of history that exists in the show Bridgerton, that because the King of England fell in love with a black woman, then many black people and many people of other races were then like kind of included into the upper echelons of British society. Mm. And then there's there's one other line that said really quickly later. So then we have um, Simon Bassett, who is Daphne's kind of like love interest. And what's, is he a Lord? Is that his title? I think a Lord. Yeah, he's like a, a higher ranking and a higher title than anybody in Daphne's family. And there's like this flashback sequence where he's talking to his father and his dad is like, 
it's an honor that our family was given this status and we're going to keep this status. And it's, there's maybe I'm reading too much into it, but there's like this undercurrent with that of like, because there's not a lot of black families that have this status in our society. And so we need to maintain this high level of status. It's a gift to us. Right. So I would be interested, like, in reading the books, if that gets expanded upon anymore. Yeah, I would like to um, research that as well. I did, when I was reading that article about the type of casting that they did for this series, it did kind of hint at the fact that there are theories out there that the historical Queen Charlotte could have been biracial in real life and Mm -hmm. that in paintings Mm -hmm. they would tone down her darker features and you know kind of erase that heritage that african heritage that she may have had and that Mm. could have been a subtle nod nod to it in this production so that one might have been or what inspired the author of the books right that's a good point could have inspired the author of the books. And then I like your idea of if they weren't so ashamed of racial heritage back in that day and they were more accepting of it, it would have made this more plausible in that, in that world, in that, in the world of this movie, if you or in this TV show, if you want to say that that's a aspect of it or not, Another thing is when their cousin came in, was it the cousin? She comes in and they're mm-hmm. like, you're beautiful. I thought that almost. Could- well, of the Featheringtons, not of the oh, Bridgerton. That was, that was so, the Featheringtons. I'm sorry. Because yeah. you have like these two rival families that live across the street from each other, both equal social status. Um, and both families are are majority white. So, yeah, you have right. the Bridgertons that are like, they're keeping it classy. I don't watch enough reality shows or like. Real Housewife shows, but the Bridgertons, they're rich, but they're always keeping it classy and they genuinely love each other's people and they are caring of others that, you know, they're, they're like, okay, yeah, you're the, the noble ones. And then you have the Featheringtons who live across the way from them and, the mom is like scheming. She's like a social climber, even though they have high status. The dad is like, uh, you're always just like, what's the dad doing? Is the dad doing something sketchy? Are they, are they on the brink of collapse? Has he like gambled all their money away? What's, what's going on with the dad? Something's happening with the dad. We don't know. And then the mom has the three daughters and she is just like, scheming and scheming how to marry her daughters off to like the highest right class of guy but here's the sad truth that was that was like all a woman had for decades generations centuries was can you find not necessarily a love match but a guy that like will hopefully treat you decently enough but will be able to provide for right. you and um Definitely. hopefully is like just a smidge higher in social status or in a society like what we see in in Bridgerton where it's like there's viscounts and lords and dukes and I don't even know how all of those rankings work but like you want to just 
maybe marry like a half a percentage higher <laughs> than the family you were born into. Right. It's a big theme of this era of anything that I've seen from this era in in TV show and movies. And it is definitely at play in this first episode, too, where they're all very concerned. Like the men are very concerned about marrying off the women in their family and they're even in this first episode they're like this guy you might not like him but he is well positioned so yes well positioned (laughs) i had a job to marry you off and i think i i've done it so you ought to be grateful that i did that and i'm like oh yeah, that Jane Austen books or watching Bridgerton has taught me anything. It's you better hope that a well-positioned guy looks favorably <laughs> upon you. Not to mention in this uh, series, I already know it's very um, popular for its more sensual scenes, but they give you some tidbits in this first episode. You get to see some some nice um abs some nice rear ends some nice just like (laughs) frolicking around in the woods as it were Mm, yeah they're they're showing people's swimsuit areas (laughs) yeah and it just gets steamier and steamier every episode you're just like surely the camera's gonna pan away nope that camera does not pan away that or like you think it, like it goes to a soft focus in the morning after. Nope. They just switch camera angles. They were in this part of the room. Now they're in that part of the room. Yeah. There you go. I've I, I've also heard um, little news, news blurbs about they hired intimate counselors, like intimacy counselors for the production. Therefore, they could really get these scenes done well and done appropriately so they paid they paid their money where they needed to to get these scenes successfully filmed and they had people on set helping them do it Hmm. every interview i've ever heard with an actor that is describing what it's like to film a love scene a sex scene they say it's the most awkward thing in the world that you feel really vulnerable and if your acting partner is a halfway decent person they're feeling very vulnerable as well and you're like okay this is like very awkward for both of us but this is you know the journey that our characters are on and our our characters want to do this with each other and so let's let's do this thing and um I've, I've heard it described as like the least sexy thing in the world is to film a sex scene or a sexy scene. So that's good that they like tried to take care of it from the emotional side as well as the logistical side of like what can and cannot be filmed or shown or, or all of those, those uh, aspects of it. You know, sometimes these unsexy experiences will still lead to real romance as we know from actors through the years they, they'll have a showman's are people in bridgerton in real life relationships <laughs> oh i don't know 
I don't know if they are specifically, but I just... Well, don't start a rumor just, like that, then. I just meant, like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That was the whole Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie fiasco. We have um, Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck doing a movie together, and then that caused their relationship to sparkle. So, it, I'm... Did they have sex scenes in Daredevil? I don't know if they did, but they were, they had chemistry. And was there a sex scene in Mr. and Mrs. Smith? There were, there were, okay. there were scenes of that nature. I just remember she was wearing hunter boots and that was before anybody in the U.S. was like aware of the hunter boots uh, phenomenon that was about to hit us hard, so hard with the hunter boots. That's where I trace it back though, is Angelina Jolie wearing those in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. That's all I remember from that movie. Yeah. Well, I'm just what I'm I'm just laying the groundwork for if some of these actors do pair off. Uh you heard it here first. What did we hear first? Who do you want to be together? What are you positing? Um obviously I I want I want the Lord to get with the lady. <laughs> In real life? Or in the show. Oh, that'd be cute. Oh, I guess I want both. Okay. Well, we'll see. I'm standing. One there. of those things you can accomplish by watching the next episode, and then the episode after that, and the episode after that. I can't control what happens to people in real life with their thoughts and feelings and their passions. Not yet. Yeah. Why would I? Oh, I, I just thought you might get... I'm, I'm no lady... Uh, what's... What's this whistle bottom? What's her name? <laughs> that sounds good. Whistle, whistle down. Da I'm no lady whistle down. Yeah. You yeah. We didn't even get into the, the hot goss aspect of Bridgerton, oh, yeah. but for another day, in addition to all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So I already binged the entire series. I really hope that there's a season two. Richard, are you going to watch any more of season one? You just watched the first episode. Yeah, I want to watch it. Um, the Julie Andrews narration is divine, and like you said, the the hot gossip, their their celebrity tabloid they have going around the town. I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah, yeah, it's great. All right, thank you. Bye, everybody. Have a good weekend. Bye. Yes, enjoy.